police in the morning. One of the greatest box office hits of all time wreaks havoc as never before. Feed your hunger, but not after midnight. With never before seen footage, shine a bright light behind the creation of this unforgettable film with two commentaries that reunite the original cast and crew, swim in a pool of delightful extras including a photo gallery and a making of featurette. Gremlins is a wildly original roller coaster ride of hilarious mischief. One minute your hair will stand on end, the next you'll hold your sides with laughter as the havoc these supposedly gentle furballs create when the rules are broken. With sly special effects that dazzle and enchant, Gremlins is what superior popular movie making is all about. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here we B-Movies the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So if you didn't guess it by what the back of the DVD box had to say, we're taking a look at the 1984 film Gremlins. So let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. How about we go with, with, with the bad first? Let's get it out of the way. Alright, sounds good to me. So I'll start us off with all of Billy's dad's inventions are failures. They all look so cool and they kind of get hyped up by his dad and by the rest of his family. But none of them work. It's just it's just pure sadness. It's also when you stop to think about any of them, it's like, that's kind of stupid. Like, I, I don't need any of that crap. I mean, I mean, he had, he had an automatic juicer. He had a, a portable telephone for the home. Like, he had a lot of things that actually get used, like, in today's society, but yeah, he was the wave of the future. It all doesn't stem from Star Trek. It stems from Gremlins. Misunderstood genius. Number two. Spoiler alert. In the end, Billy does not get to keep Gizmo. It is a sad, sad moment. I cry every time. And number one. Speaking of sad moments, the depressing story of why Kate hates Christmas. And again, spoilers abound in this, uh, but it's not even the fact that, like, her dad died on Christmas. It's how she tells the story. And at the end of the story, like, that's not the part where she goes, you know, that's not, like, where the story ends. The story ends with, and that's how I found out Santa Claus isn't real. Making it sound like the reason she hates Christmas is because Santa Claus isn't real. Not because her dad died dressed as Santa Claus, but because Santa Claus isn't real. Her dad, eh, she was like so-so on that. But Santa Claus not being real, that's what broke the camel's back. And that's the story of the first Thanksgiving for machines. Alright, number three. So, there are all these rules regarding how to properly take care of the Magwas, and they're all arbitrary to say the least. I'm pretty sure that was the point. And I can sort of understand the whole, you know, dying if exposed to direct sunlight because vampires and shit. But the whole turning into monsters that they eat a little bit after midnight is just random. I'm not the most scientifically literate guy on the planet, but that doesn't seem to make any sense from a scientific standpoint. I can't really bl- blame people for not taking any of the rules seriously because they're kind of stupid. <laughs> Yeah, in, in the second movie, then actually a lot of people question it, like, actually in the movie. They're like, what do you mean you can't feed them after midnight? Like, what if you're flying in a plane and you cross time zones? It's just, there's so many problems. With it. And at the end, the um, the guy who gave um, gave the kid's dad the um, 
uh, Gizmo in the first place, he's like lecturing them. Oh, you guys were not ready for, for um, for these things because you know, you didn't follow these arbitrary rules. It sounded like I just made them up. Like, and then he takes Gizmo away, and that that made me sad. It was like, wait. Why would anyone take this seriously? Like, or at least like try to explain why. Instead, he's like, "Oh, take these arbitrary rules that make no sense seriously." Oh, you didn't. Oh, shame! You've brought all of us. Like, gosh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> Number two. So, spoilers. Most of the gremlins die in an explosion, which was kind of disappointing. I was hoping that the human characters would use the rules of for taking care of the Magwas to destroy them, which they did for the last surviving gremlin. However, it came off as kind of an afterthought, given how the majority of the threat had already been dealt with. Considering how seemingly arbitrary the rules already are, I couldn't help thinking that it would, would have been a lot more satisfying if Billy and Kate had exploited some like lesser-known weakness and like killed the entire horde instead of, you know... And you're like, oh yeah, one left, sunlight, die. Just a kind of a kind of a weak ending. And number one. I hate saying this, but okay, Corey. I I you you make you kinda of make a point when you say hairless cats kinda of look like gremlins. They don't look like Gizmo at all, but they kinda of look like the gremlins. I can see the resemblance. They're not as cool and I still don't want one as a pet, but you kind of have a point. Yeah. There, you happy? The cuddly kind. The cuddly yeah. gremlins. The ones that kill. Like hairless cats. Well, now that we've got the bad out of the way, let's take a look at our top three. What was the best about this movie, in your opinion? Now, for me, number three, Billy is actually a likable and pretty believable protagonist. As a character in the movie, I mean, he seems like a relatable guy, and in, in most of these kinds of movies... They're just kind of like a shell of a person, and there's nothing to them, but he's actually got personality and uh, goals in life. Number two. The chaos that happens to the town after the gremlins multiply is just fantastic. People are getting shot out of windows, the gremlins are all partying in the town bar, and you know, just people are dying, and it's a, it's a good, fun, Christmassy time. Exactly. Number you know how to party. Number one, of course, has to be the animatronics, the puppetry, the gremlins, and Mogwai themselves. They're so just cool-looking and intricate. And just one of my favorite childhood memories is when the Warner Brothers store used to be a thing in malls. And you'd go to the Warner Brothers store, and they would have gremlin statues hidden around the store. And you would find all the gremlins. So, I just, I always love seeing them in motion and doing what they do best, which is, uh, be creepy little fuckers. I remember there used to be a Warner Brothers store right next to the, um, the Suncoast. Uh, Sad times we live in. Simpler times. Alright, number three. The Mogwais are admittingly kind of cute, and if they were real, I would probably want to have one as a pet. Now, speaking of having them as a pet... If I were to feed one of them after midnight, for some reason it would turn into a little demon creature called a gremlin. And who, despite homicidal tendencies, are actually pretty cool. They may not appear all that threatening, but they can really fuck up your day in large numbers. And they just look so... they're so cool the way like they, they animate them, and they, just, they like to have fun. 
Speaking of which, I really like the comedy in this film. It primarily revolves around just the gremlins being dicks to people while wreaking havoc on the town. And they're, they're basically a more entertaining and likable version of Chucky from Child's Play. Though I hate comparing them to Chucky, because I fucking hate Chucky. Chucky sucks. So, a question I've always had, because all the, the mogwai that multiply from Gizmo are like assholes and terrible people to begin with, and then they turn into gremlins and they're just more terrible people. Whereas Gizmo is actually like kind and friendly. If Gizmo would turn into a gremlin, would he be a kind and friendly gremlin? Or would he, like, turn evil and shit? I feel like it would be, like, in a 20... Um, tw- not 28 days, like... Um, for, uh, 40 Days of Nights, where, um, that guy turns into one of those vampire things and fights against the rest of them. I would watch that movie. It's, like, just a version of that, only with gremlins. It's instead of Josh Hartnett? Yeah. Because... That movie was terrible. It's one of the worst comic book adaptations I've ever seen. The comic's great, but that movie was shit. Exactly. Well, one of the things that we really didn't mention was the dialogue, so let's give this movie a good old-fashioned quote war! Quote war. We'll quote the movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get us started off with, I want your dog. This is a bank, not a pet store. I make the illogical logical. You've got a bad case of dragon breath. You're a mangy cur. Get out of my kitchen. I'm the sheriff, asshole. Bye, Billy. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 1 out of 10. Give it a 2 out of 10. Gremlins is a family-friendly thrill ride of how buying the wrong president Christmas can go so terribly wrong. With some of the best and most memorable practical effects of all time, it's a movie that truly is hard to forget. Even so... Every time I watch it, I pick up a few more details than the time before. The story's fairly basic, but just executed in a wonderful and intriguing way. The star of the show by far, though, is definitely Gizmo, the mogwai who started it all. He does get a great supporting cast and has to deal with all kinds of chaos, but at the end, it's one of those movies that just leaves you wanting more. And luckily for everyone like me out there, there is a sequel. Gremlins is a monster-themed comedy film from the 80s, which, in my opinion, is often overshadowed by less-deserving, inferior films of similar theme. Sure, it definitely has its fair share of fans, though not many people talk about it as much anymore, and there haven't been any, like, other films in it, which is kind of a good thing, but, I mean, if you were to show, like, the average monster movie fan, or fan of that kind of movie get a picture of gizmo he'd probably like at least at least recognize it however the gremlins aren't quite as iconic as other non-human gimmicky killers like leprechaun or chucky which pisses me off because i fucking hate chucky it's a fucking ugly little doll killing people i just want to fucking punt it and the gremlins from gremlins would fucking wreck that rejected cabbage patch doll Gremlins is an extremely entertaining film, which successfully combines nonsensical slapstick humor with various B-movie monster cliches. It's technically not what I'd consider a Christmas film, considering it's not about Christmas. It just takes place on all around Christmas time for plot-related purposes. Regardless, if you're looking for an entertaining comedy this holiday season that happens to have Christmas-related somehow... Gremlins is definitely worth considering. 
Well, even, you know, for movies that don't deserve it, because you know who we are, we have to tell you how to drink away the splick. Drink away the splick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the splick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drink games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time you hear the theme in any iteration, take a drink. Number two, every time a gremlin breaks something, take a drink. Number three, whenever a gremlin surprises somebody, take a drink. Number four, anytime one of the three rules is broken, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's holiday month, every time a holiday is mentioned, take a drink. Every time you see a Christmas ornament, take a drink. Every time one of Dad's inventions fail, take a drink. Every time an egg hatches, take a drink. And every time a mogwai makes a cute little noise, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment here at iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com to bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my first Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. Well, we've come to the end of week one here for holiday months, so obviously the number one spot is Gremlins. Yeah. Rough competition there. So next week we're gonna take a little delve to the to the darker side of, of things for the holidays. Darker than gremlins killing people? Yeah, we um we're gonna watch some torture porn, Paul. Oh. Interesting. So Just get took ready quite a twist. Because next week we're gonna take a look at the two thousand fourteen film Red Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. So, to all of Red Christmas. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.